0: Howdy and welcome to the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm Karen. I'm your host for the podcast and I appreciate you tuning in. If you would please hop out and follow us on whatever format you're listening to, I would really appreciate it. Because when you do, you'll get a notification every time a new podcast is posted. And you can do that on Google Play, Podbean, or the Apple Store. And so if you're finding us through the website womaninspired.com and listening to this on the podcast player. Just look for us on one of those other formats too and follow along. I would really appreciate it. So I'll kick off this podcast the way I do uh, every single podcast with a pod quote. And that's a tidbit of something that I want to share with you that will hopefully inspire you make me make you go. Hmm. I like that. So today's pod quote is by Lisa Turkuist and she is the founder of Proverbs 31 ministries. She says, I was made for more than being stuck in a vicious cycle of defeat. I am not made to be a victim of my poor choices. I was made to be a victorious child of God. Love that. Had to share it today. So today, um, the, Episode title for this podcast is Stuck. Short and sweet, but important. I started to record a podcast that I'd written before, but my heart and my spirit told me to defer it and talk about being stuck. And it's funny because I found myself in an awkward position the other day, being stuck in more than one way. Actually, it's happened several times over the last couple of weeks, and hence that's the reason I keep getting stuck stuck in my head. (laughs) So this week at work, though, I was uh, attempting to make my way down the hallway, and I got stuck behind a gaggle of men. And yes, I used the word gaggle, which the definition of the word gaggle can be a group of geese, but it's also a disorderly or noisy group of people. Yes, this gaggle of guys, or what I'm referring to now is a den of dudes, or a a row of rambunctiousness, as it were, was so into what they were doing and saying that they didn't have a clue that anyone on either side of them was trying to go down the hallway and get around them. We were all stuck. I could see people on the other side of them and there was somebody on the other side with me. We we couldn't get around them and the noise level was Uh, a little bit loud for being in the middle of the main hall of a building between departments and between doors so nobody really had any escape (laughs) to get around them especially from their loudness but there they were on each uh, with people on each side of them so for a minute I was really I felt stuck I tried to go this way couldn't get around them couldn't get them to even pay attention that people were trying to get through them or get around them Um, so I tried to go the other way same thing Nope. So finally, I said fairly loudly. Okay, folks, move to the side, move to the side. Nothing else to see here. Move to this side. (laughs) A few of them looked around like what, what, what's going on? Who needs to move? What's, is there an emergency? Not even having an idea that they were the problem. They were the traffic jam. They were the ones that had everybody else stuck. And for a minute there, I do have to say, I felt like I had a little bit of power because it was like parting the Red Sea. I got this whole gaggle of guys to just move, shoo, one each half to one side and half to the other. But before that, I was stuck. So again, that word stuck, it was, it's was. it been stuck in my head. And a few days later, I had one of those highly embarrassing moments, which I'm sure some of you have had before. And, and when I think about it, it really isn't that embarrassing. Uh, it used to be, uh, especially when I was a little bit more timid and a little bit more shy, but not so much now, but it was still one of those moments where something was stuck because I had toilet paper stuck to my shoe. (laughs) I found it probably an hour later. I don't, it was, you know, an hour later after having used the restroom. So there I did. I did it. I had toilet paper stuck to my shoe. And by the way, if I'm ever around you and you have toilet paper stuck to your shoe or a tag sticking out of your blouse, or, I don't know, you have some alfalfa hairdo going on, no worries, because I will tell you, I'm not shy about it, I'd want you to do it for me. I'll tell you kindly, and I'll be discreet about it, but I promise you, I will not let you go all day long with spinach in your teeth, or your skirt tucked up in the back of your spanks. okay, (laughs) just to let you know. So, I hate it when things like that happen though, especially the toilet paper thing, but probably not, because it's that embarrassing, like I said, but just because it happens so often to me, anyhow, although I have seen it happen to other people. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think it should be called the Charmin Affliction or the the Great Charmin Curse or something like that. Sorry, Charmin, just, just saying. Okay, so another day, though, this week, I got stuck in traffic, which doesn't happen that often around here. It's really, I know it's a fairly uh, common occurrence in larger cities and for millions of people across the country. But it doesn't really happen that often in a more rural area, so, uh, except maybe being stuck behind a tractor or a plow or uh, a combine being hauled down the road. So we don't have a real rush hour where I am. So when people talk about being stuck in traffic or they're stuck in rush hour around here, I just have to laugh because we have what I call rush minute, <laughs> not rush hour. And it it really didn't bother me to be stuck in traffic. Uh, Apparently there was a car accident further down the interstate. Now I just took advantage of the time and I listened to Christian music and I enjoyed it and I talked to God, which is great. But again, even in that talk there, as I was sitting, I'm thinking, here I am stuck again. Here's this word stuck, stuck in my head. So I have to laugh though and think about the times that I've gotten stuck in really odd situations. I've been stuck in a restroom at a doctor's office before yep I couldn't get the door open and I'd been in there to give a urine sample for a test Um, the door was so stuck that they ended up calling the fire department to get me out (laughs) and then there was another time that I got stuck on a toilet in a public restroom and couldn't get off of it yes now that would be some people's absolute nightmare Um, it's a long, long story. And if you've heard me at a speaking engagement before, you may have heard that entire story and kind of still grinning or laughing about it, or maybe even crying about it. So have you ever been stuck? Maybe you got stuck doing something you didn't want to do or go, you know, stuck going someplace you didn't want to go. Maybe you felt obligated or maybe you got gum stuck to the bottom of your shoe or you were stuck in an awkward position physically or socially. And if you if you've listened to any of my podcasts before, then you'll know that I once got stuck to the windshield and the side of my car. <laughs> yep, I got frozen to them. Um hopefully that hasn't happened to you as well. It's a very rare thing, I'm sure. <laughs> but it's true. I got stuck And, um, I remember once when I was in middle school, my mom was a newspaper reporter and she had to go to an interview and interview a congressman. She met him and his staff at this outdoor cafe and they had these old, you know, director style chairs. They were kind of bar height, the director style chairs that fold up. Well, she sat down and the chair folded up on her (laughs) and it fell over and she got stuck in that chair thankfully she and the congressman both had a good laugh about it and she wasn't hurt but talk about getting stuck and being embarrassed and that makes me wonder if getting stuck um, has something to do with genetics (laughs) but I wonder too have you ever had something stuck in your teeth where it hurts oh my gosh isn't it awful that little teeny tiny thing can hurt so much like a, a kernel of popcorn wedged between your teeth it's horrible and and that but that's not the worst to me um the worst to me is um having something stuck and not realizing it and then an hour or two later you look in the mirror and you've got this big ugly thing stuck in your teeth and maybe you've been up talking to a whole bunch of people and you think oh my gosh again why didn't somebody tell me that pull me to the side please 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 pull me to the side if something like that happens so and ladies I can't talk about being stuck without talking about the obvious. Some of you may know where I'm headed with this, right? The whole idea of being stuck or things getting stuck. One of the worst things is to have a pair of panties that's not fitting correctly or that's not getting along too well with your pants and then those panties decide to retreat to the safety of a crevice you don't want them to head to. (laughs) Now that, that's not fun. It's extremely uncomfortable. Sometimes it hurts and it almost always feels like Sandpaper or something else going on there—it's not fun. And but but I have to say, bless all of you women who find things find um, things like thongs um, and g-strings extremely comfortable. But I'm just not having any of it. Dental floss does not belong in certain places on my body; it only belongs between my teeth. So when I was thinking about this idea of being stuck, I recalled a time, though I think it was about three years ago. When I was traveling for a speaking engagement and I was in the Atlanta, Georgia area, my speaking engagement was just a little bit south of there, but I'd stopped just inside Atlanta and thought I would get out and stretch my legs. So I I popped into a grocery store to get a few things to take with me down to the hotel where I would be staying. Um, So I was in the store and there was this mom and her adorable little girl in front of me. This little girl had been sitting in the cart, but she was Kind of getting antsy and moving about, so her mom lifted her up out of the cart. She was this just this little adorable, precocious little thing, probably about three years old, maybe two and a half three years old I'd say, and she kept dancing about, she was moving her hips from side to side, and she was walking funny, and she was kind of walking in circles around her mom and then holding on to the side of the cart, um, and in this little tiny voice, she said, Stuck' stuck mommy stuck and then she'd do this little dance again and I just started to giggle because I thought all that poor little baby's panties are stuck where they shouldn't be and she's trying to tell her mom to get them out of there well her mom apparently thought the same thing so she reached down and adjusted a few little things but the little girl kept saying no no and actually swatted her mom's hand away trying to keep her from adjusting her pants and her mom said what's wrong her little girl had this kind of pained I mean just really serious expression on her face and she kept saying stuck stuck mommy stuck her mom said I know baby I'm trying to help you get unstuck but the little girl shook her head just as hard as can be is from one side to the other and said no no And, and then she turned and she pointed to a woman in the line next to us which of course, when she did, I looked in the direction her finger was pointing and she was pointing at a girl who was wearing an extremely tight pair of pants. And this young woman's back was towards us. And she was talking to someone who was with her, but the entire time she kept reaching behind her and pulling on her pants, trying to pull them out of her crack. (laughs) Apparently she had a wedgie and she was trying to get unstuck. And so this little girl, had been pointing at her and she was pointing at her and saying stuck stuck oh my gosh I laughed out loud I was so tickled by it the mom turned and looked at me and her face turned beet red and she said oh my word I said it's okay kids are so observant and we just laughed together about it but even children understand when something is stuck where it's not supposed to be and bless this little girl's heart she must have a lot of empathy for that poor girl who was in the, uh, the aisle next to us, um, with something stuck where it shouldn't be. (laughs) Anyway, it was very funny, but I'd have to say though, that one of the probably funniest instances of something being stuck that I have personally witnessed took place with a friend of mine from high school. He was trying to super glue something and he got the lid to the super glue tube stuck between his thumb and his index finger he was trying to get them unstuck, but made it worse. And he ended up super gluing his thumb and two fingers together. <laughs> my dad had been trying to use fingernail polish remover to help release the glue. When my friend said, all of a sudden, um, I need to use the bathroom. And <laughs> my dad said, well, you're on your own with that one. Good luck. <laughs> it was so funny. It's still funny to me to me today, although it probably wasn't funny to him in that moment. <laughs> But even in the face of funniness, the whole concept of being stuck has been in and out of my life and in and out of my brain and in and out of my dreams for a good week or two now. Um, of course, that made me question what is it God's wanting me to see here? What is it He's wanting me to focus on when it comes to the word, being, uh, the concept and idea of being stuck? So in praying about it, I kept thinking these thoughts, this question, what about Jesus? He was stuck up on a cross. He was stuck there, no way down, seemingly no way out. And he was willingly stuck in that place. When we think about people who have been purposely stuck in situations to wholly sacrifice or benefit other people. There is no one greater and there's no one more righteous. There's no one who sacrificed more to do so than Jesus Christ. He did it for you and I. He did it for all of us. You know, there are firefighters, police officers, doctors, military personnel who have been stuck in some serious and dangerous situations in order to sacrifice for other people. And we should be thankful, and I definitely am. In fact, I try really hard to let those people know how thankful I am. But then I have to think when I do that. When is the last time I thank Jesus for being stuck up on the cross for me? For getting stuck there, yes, he had a choice. He chose to be stuck in a position, in a pain, in a place that would allow us to be free. We are, as it says in Hebrews twelve two, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. All of the things and all of the places someone could get stuck in life. Isn't this the most outrageous, the most heartbreaking, the most sincere, the most sacrificial, the most memorable, the most significant, the most phenomenal, eternal, compassionate, passionate, earth-shaking, soul-breaking, unbelievable, yet so believable place in the history of the world? but it's true. The death and the resurrection isn't just real, but so is the ascension. The world at large wants us to believe differently that the death and resurrection meant nothing and that the ascension didn't happen. To believe It wants us to believe that we are not just stuck in circumstances we don't like sometimes or stuck in a rut, but that we're also s- stuck in everything in life. It doesn't want us to just focus on getting frustrated over little things like being stuck to the pavement via gum or stuck in an awkward position, but the world at large and evil wants us to feel like we're stuck in bodies that deteriorate with no hope, that we're stuck in a void of nothingness with no soul, no savior, no eternal life, that we're stuck under a moon and stars that were just randomly, inexplicably created from nothing, and then all that nothingness up and decided it needed to be instantly uh, uh, something else in order to survive. And boom, here we are. But that's not the truth. My hope and prayer is that if you're stuck in a void, a spiritual void, a pattern of feeling nothing or seeing little hope, feeling alone or anxious or worn out and in a rut, that you will see that Jesus is the way out. He's not just the way out, though. He's the way up. He's the way over. He's the way in. He is the way, period. Most of us, at some time or another, and, and some of us perpetually, seem to feel stuck in our own heads or in mental illness or melancholy, fear, stress, bad relationships, or even in unsafe situations. We get stuck in woes of the heart and financial fear, desolation, or, or even isolation. But these prisons that threaten to keep us there with no way out are not where we have to remain. We don't have to be stuck there because God gave us Jesus. He gave us someone to talk to, to pray to, to lean on, to seek out in the most difficult times. And wherever it is you feel stuck, I know without a shadow of a doubt that he can get you out and give you hope. And he'll give you that hope until he helps you out of wherever it is and whatever it is you feel stuck in. I have this quote that I absolutely love and it's by Joni Erickson Tata. I share it with women when I'm talking about running on empty and how we can feel stalled. But it also is so appropriate for um, this whole idea of being stuck. So I'm going to share that with you right now. She says, have you ever felt like you were up against the wall? or that you've ever run out of fuel, stuck, stalled, stymied, smack dab against a cold, hard, unyielding barrier with absolutely no way out, out of energy, no fuel to continue moving forward. You can't go back. You can't go sideways. It's too high to climb over. It's impossible to tunnel underneath, and there are no detours. What do you do? A friend once told me, when you're up against the wall, the only thing you can do is start walking through it. Who ever heard of somebody walking through a wall? Well, someone did. In the upper room, Jesus suddenly appeared in the midst of his frightened, discouraged disciples. Right through the wall, he came. No matter what my situation, I have the assurance that if Jesus walked through walls, then he will make a way so I can too. Because I have to follow him. I have nowhere else to turn, and neither do you. So where are you stuck this moment, this day, as you tune in now? Is there something in your life you feel stuck in? A pattern, a a sin, an emotionally unhealthy place, a relationship, a job, a pit of self-pity, negativity, anxiety, fear, financial issues? More importantly, I really feel like I have to ask you, have you taken it to the Lord lately? Have you left it with the Lord? Have you asked him to help you out of this place? You feel stuck. I want to encourage you to do so. And when you do, as you do, and after you do, don't forget to thank him for getting stuck up on that cross for you too. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Woman Inspired Podcast. Please hop out on Instagram and follow us. That would be me. (laughs) You'll uh, search for One Woman Inspired. That's the number one, followed by Woman Inspired. And until next time, uh, try not to step in that gum on the ground, huh?